Welcome to Nate Takes On Real Estate. I'm Nate Cody, a realtor with Modern Realty in Midland, Michigan. Hello, my Midland County and beyond listeners. Realtors are not deemed critical, not deemed critical. So that means I'm working from home. We are busy shepherding transactions that have started already through the process and closings will begin soon as the title companies can figure out how to do teleconference closings legally. That's the problem. They're not able at this time to do it with e-signatures. So I know a lot of people are working on that. So during this time, we have a 15 day break. What can clients do? What we wanna do is leverage this break to get ready for the market when the market opens back up. If you're preparing your house for listing, this is a great time to do all those little projects around the house that you wanna do before listing. And also a great time to declutter. One of the hardest and most annoying things you have to do to get your house ready for the market. For my buyer clients, you can keep working with your mortgage people. Take this time to gather up all that annoying little paperwork, pay stubs, bank accounts and everything and keep working with them so that when the rush hits, when this is over, boom, you can jump right in and start bidding. Now, in terms of transactions that have already started, appraisals are still being done. Inspections, it's kind of more iffy. Uh, whether they're legal or not. And so that's one of the many things that are being hashed out right now. The NAR have put out what's called a COVID addendum. And your realtor may ask you to sign this. If you are in a transaction or starting a purchase agreement, this is just a contract that says everybody's gonna take it easy, agree to delay all deadlines by 30 days because of the COVID situation and no one's gonna get cold feet and back out. Of course, after 30 days, you can either re-sign the contract or you can work out something different. So if you're asked to sign a COVID addendum, it's really for the benefit of both sides to do. Now the market as of the end of the first quarter is looking pretty good. Now, as of March 25th, there are more closings 2020 quarter one than 2019 quarter one, 210 versus 191. That is 13.6% higher, which is almost unheard of. So the market in that aspect is going strong houses are in this quarter 2020 quarter one versus 2019 houses are taking a little longer to sell once they get put on the market a little more than 30 days so that's a little different as well anyway that's the view from echo off studios here in the cody bunker hope you're all well take care of the kids hug each other a lot and we'll see you out there soon In today's episode, I continue my conversation with Matt Smith of Modern Realty on the ups and downs of working with recreational property. The first land deal I did, I represent the buyer and we went out and we walked a little bit of land and the buyer was going to put a trailer on and then, you know, a little later build on it. And we found a big pile of old tires, just a big pile of old tires. 
And it, I'll tell you what, that was a much more difficult situation than, and than I knew when I first saw those tires because sure. couldn't get anyone to finance with those tires on mm-hmm. there. And then finally we talked the seller into paying somebody, but I had to find somebody to come in there, haul them off. The tires had to be cleaned off and stacked in a certain way before they'd come in and haul them off. Have you ever found anything kind of crazy or unexpected on land? Well, there are a lot of situations where you get into some land that hasn't been used for a long time. Maybe it was in somebody's family and someone passes away and and now the rest of the family is saying, hey, we've got this land. Um, Nobody really wants to use it, but none of them have actually ever been on it in a long time (laughs) either. And so they they don't necessarily know what's there. And so, you know, run into a lot of really old cars that are just rusted right through to the frame, old tractors and things like that. And, And that's really where that relationship part of our business comes in where you start working with the seller and saying, Hey, you know, what can we do to, to remediate this and, yeah. and come to a, a spot that makes everybody happy and comfortable? Well, and remediate is an excellent question because whether you're talking about, you know, nature preserve or wetland remediation, you also have some of these things like those tires can be considered a hazardous waste situation. And besides the DNR, like wetland soils or whatever, you have to work with those hazardous waste types of situation. Do cars usually like, uh, I can imagine a new car being something of a hazardous waste that you had to prove, well, there's not a bunch of oil out there. There's not a bunch of gas. What about those old rusty Studebaker or, uh, you know, something that's been out for years? It never has come up as far as whether there was still some gas or some oil or, or, or antifreeze or something like yeah. that. But so it's typically at that point, just boil down to finding a scrapper. Yeah. That will come in and usually the what they're going to get in scrap is offset in their labor. So it's not like anybody's getting paid, you yeah. know, it's, hey, you can come get this scrap. You get the scrap and we get it to be gone. Yeah. You know, so it's kind of a trade off there with that. Is that something you do to attract sellers or is that something that like those tires, it was limiting who would finance it or the only, you know, I think the big bank around here is, is a Greenstone mm-hmm. to fund vacant land sales and they wouldn't touch the place with those tires on it. And they're pretty much the only one, you know, do those cars ever come into that or is, is that basically you want to get this out of here to attract the most sellers? Sellers don't want to see this. Yeah, absolutely. I, I've never had it come up with a financing situation. Oh, really? Um, I, I just must have hit yeah. the jackpot, yeah. right? <laughs> well, and you know, you talk about these tires. And so the first thing that I guess that would come to mind for me is yeah. there's a lot of people that are shredding tires now yeah. to use for, you know, playground and, and different yep. things like that. And that's where the focus of my search would be is who's out there that's recycling a, tires. That's exactly where I went. There's yeah. a big tire consortium. I don't know, rubber recycling yeah. plant over in Claire. And they do that, but they, but they will still charge you not much, maybe $2 a tire. There ended up being hundreds of tires there. Wow. And they would charge you $2 a tire and then maybe $4 a tire if they came out to pick it up. But then of course the tires had to be out of the ground, cleaned up, not scrubbed. You didn't have chunks of dirt and mud and stuff frozen on them. So we had to pay some guys to go back, pull them out of the ground and just brush them off and stuff and then pile them up everything. And then the tire guys would come out and yeah, I think you'd still have to pay two, one or two bucks a tire, even if you hauled it right to them. But you know, that's cheap compared to other possibilities. Absolutely. And environmentally friendly. That's for me, that's the big thing. Cause I, 
like you, I'm a big into the environmental. Well, and one thing to consider too, um, if it's not hundreds of tires, if yeah. it's if it's some tires, and there's yeah. even some bigger tires, like bigger truck tires or tractor tires or something that like that, that might be a situ- different situation. What you want to do in that situation is reach out to your local high schools, huh. get a hold of the football coach. Huh? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because they're always looking for tires. They're always <laughs> looking for tires to run through, to flip, to drag, to just, you know, I mean, a, yeah. a football coach can be incredibly creative with a tire. And so if there's not <laughs> too many, you know, they'll come out and get them and you take them to the practice facility and use them for uh, for, for practice. So that can be fun too, because then you can envision what some, you know, you 17 just, year old kids can have to do with a tire. You just nailed the part of our job that people rarely realize happens and that is just the creative solving (laughs) yeah Yeah, i've got a big tire here what am i gonna do with this big tire gotta get it out of there oh that's a that's a good one call up the you know or someone with the playground or something something like that yeah, I think we found a big dead hog on there too from the neighbors, <laughs> and luckily the buyer wasn't bothered with that at all. Yeah, uh, yeah. Some people like the real. It, it, I come from biology, and I'm like, well, it's a big dead animal. Big dead animals yeah. everywhere, but the wrong people could have really gotten upset about whole oh, disease or sure. blah blah Absolutely. blah. So you have to be careful. And it's the unknown for them. Yep. You know, it's really, you don't know what you don't know. So absolutely, you know, if it worries you because your mind's spinning, you know, of what it could be, then a little bit of education goes a long way there. So I've seen some of your videos when you've been outstanding in like a a trout stream. Do you do a a lot of recreational fishing too? Absolutely. Uh, Absolutely. Hunting and fishing is still a, a part of my life all the time. I fish a lot in the UP. I really, really love it up there. Yeah. Um, I've fished across most of Michigan. Yeah. Um, actually used to fish the Redman Tournament Trail uh, bass fishing oh. about 20 years ago. Um, so I have a little history there. I've been on the Great Lakes dragging spoons for salmon and um, trout and yeah. I ice fish and um, now I have a. You don't ice fish much this year, do no, you? No, I know. It's been very challenging. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I'm amazed. I see um, on this uh, Saginaw Bay Watershed thing, uh, a group on Facebook, and I'm amazed at these guys that are still out there catching walleye in their boats in this, you know, the coldest of weather. If there's open water, they're catching them on open water. That's right. And, and sales are great at Cabela's on uh, yeah, winter yeah. fishing gear. Yeah. It's just amazing. Well, uh, is there anything else you'd like to tell us about? You'd like I to think say? the biggest thing, Nate, is that people take a deeper look at the land and, and they really look at what the potential is yeah. and, and they either work with someone that knows what the resources are or they search out those resources themselves. And by that, I mean different programs through the USDA and the um, fishing game service and things like that. There's a lot of grant money out there. There's a lot of programs out there that can really help landowners develop land and, and, and fully utilize it. There's also a lot of free services with the forestry department. Michigan State University has an incredible forestry program. And so I would just encourage people to not look at the land just as it sits, but as what it could be. As what it could be. Yeah. And that's the fun side of this is putting on a pair of boots and going out and walking the land and having a conversation with somebody about, well, you know, if we thin this timber down over here and over here, then we create new growth on the forest floor and we create you know, forage and cover for the wildlife and not just deer for deer hunting, but all the animals, they all need food and they all need cover. Yep. Absolutely. So that's the fun, that's a fun part of working with 
recreational properties. Recreational properties. Well, thank you so much, Matt. I really uh, enjoyed speaking with you today. Thank you, Nate. Thanks so much for joining us today. When you need a realtor, give me a call at 989-600-4214. Together, we'll get it done with both professionalism and a little bit of humor. Let me know if you have a topic you'd like me to cover on this podcast by dropping me a line or even better, stop by and see me at Modern Realty at 6024 Eastman Avenue right here in Midland, Michigan. For all you Facebookers, you can find me by searching for Nate Cody of Modern Realty. And don't forget the A in Cody. It stands for a good time to call your realtor. Keep your eye on the market and I'll see you out there.